Hello and welcome to a bonus edition of the Library Girl and Book Boy podcast. This weekend, Book Boy and I were invited to head up to the Barnes Children's Literature Festival on a lovely sunny May weekend and play roving reporters. We got to um, go to lots of lovely author and illustrator workshops and we even managed to interview a couple of them for you to enjoy afterwards. This year marks the fifth year of the Barnes Children's Literature Festival and it's London's largest dedicated children's book festival and featured over 80 amazing events with some of the country's best authors and illustrators, drama workshops, poetry workshops, animation workshops and loads and loads of amazing free things to do as well. Book Boy and I got to attend the session run by Stephen Butler and Stephen Lenton about their brilliant series of books, The Nothing to See Here Hotel. We also got to listen listen to S.F. Saeed talking about Varjak Poor and Phoenix and his new series that's in the works. And we also got to chat to the owner of the Parrot Street book club which is a brilliant children's book subscription service and you get to listen to what they had to say to us so without further ado here is myself and book boy playing roving reporter i hope you find it interesting enjoy Hello, my name is Stephen Butler and I'm the author of The Nothing to See Here Hotel. And my name's Stephen Lenton and I'm the illustrator of The Nothing to See Here Hotel. Hooray, excellent. Now, I've just enjoyed your um, session immensely. For those who were not lucky enough to come and enjoy it with us today, could you share with the listeners what you were talking about? We get to spend an hour with all the kids, so we do. We introduce them to the series, don't we? We do, yes, and then we introduce them to the characters from all three books that are out at the moment, and then you read some, do some reading, book, and then you funny. do some drawing. Yes, I show the children and adults, parents alike, how to draw Prince Grogbar from book one. Yes, people drawing along. We enjoyed his eyebrows in particular. (laughs) Expression, expressive eyebrows. Yes, a highlight for us. Um, And you you gave us a little sneaky hint about the fourth book in the series. Would you care just to share that sneaky tidbit? Um, Yeah, I can't tell you too much because obviously it's not out till next year, but I can tell you that... um, Prince Grogbar's mum makes an appearance, Queen Latrina, and she might be small and the size of a pumpkin, but she's quite formidable. Yes, she's a bit scary. I can imagine. And um, Book Boy wanted me to ask on his behalf, um, what inspired you to become author and illustrator, respectively? I've always loved um, designing characters and drawing characters. So I used to copy um, Dennis the Menace from the Beano and things. Mm -hmm. And I used to draw my toys as well. I used to draw my He-Man figures and Transformers and everything. And I used to play with them. I used to draw them. So I knew I loved drawing. And I did animation first because I wanted to draw as many characters as possible. And then I thought it'd be quite nice to try and draw my own characters. And I thought children's books was the best way to do that. And I think it's been a good choice. Yes, I would agree, definitely. Um, I, I was very lucky that Jeremy Strong, 
song, the children's author, was my headmaster when I was a little boy at primary school. So I had a bit of a baptism of fire for good children's books. And then years later, because I, I, didn't, I didn't want to be an author, I went to drama school. Um, I played Horrid Henry on stage when I was very young. And that sparked my interest with children's books. And that was when I decided I was going to try and give it a go. And the rest is history. Yeah. Thank goodness, lucky yes. Mm -hmm. Well, um, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Your books are really funny, obviously. Mm. Um, so, is this the first time you've been to Barnes, or have you been to the festival before? Um, I did the Barnes Festival a couple of years ago with Tracy. We've done a few shift events, and I was here on Thursday doing a big school event yes, as well, which was really fun. Yes, yeah. and there's, they had a really good group of um, authors and illustrators here this year. I think it's been the best year yet. And I haven't. I'm new to Barnes, so yeah, this is my first time. So it's it's very very lovely and a really nice little festival. Yeah. Isn't, is there anybody on the program that if you had the chance you would like to sneak in and go and listen to yourselves? I like Steve Anthony, so I would like to go and see his event. And also Francesca Simons here as well. I think we're probably just actually missing her now, but she's, um, on stage she's as we speak. yeah. So um, that would have been fun as well. But yeah, good good bunch. And just by luck, Jeremy Strong, my old oh, headmaster, yes. is here today. Which sadly I'm not going to see him, but. Um, if I were, because he, he's on this afternoon and we're, we're early morning, but um, were I here, I would definitely go and see him. Brilliant. Thank you. Well, that is it. Thank you very much for taking time out to talk to us. And have not a, at all. Have a great day. There we are. Bye. Thanks, Hello, I'm SF Said. I wrote Valjack Paul, The Outlaw Valjack Paul, and Phoenix. Brilliant, and um, obviously we're here today at the Barnes Children's Literature Festival and you've just finished your session, which was brilliant. For those who were not lucky enough to attend, could you get, briefly tell them about the wonders they have missed? <laughs> um, it was fabulous, actually. There were uh, lots of amazing people who'd been reading Varjak Poor or Phoenix uh, at school, uh, or just on their own for pleasure. And I talked about my journey from being a, a young reader like themselves uh, to being someone who decided he wanted to write books to actually writing books and what that really involved and how I wrote all of the books and what I'm doing now. We had some really fantastic questions, really brilliant questions. Mm. And, uh, and then I signed lots of books, which is uh, my favourite thing in the whole of writing. Yeah, you had a massive queue. It's the biggest one I've seen so far. Is it really? Yeah, oh, wow. it has Thank been, you. so there's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, Varjak Poor has really been picked up by um, schools in particular, hasn't it? Why do you think there might be? I, I have no idea, but I am incredibly grateful for it. Um, I think I hear different theories I sometimes ask uh, teachers. I've heard that it is a book that um, appeals quite widely across ages, across genders, um, and that I feel very good about because I want to write books for everyone. You know, I don't think of myself as writing books for any age or any gender or any kind of reader at all. I want everyone uh, to, to love the stories I'm telling. So I put a lot of work into the characters uh, to try and make all the characters feel like real people or real cats in the case yes. oh, of Vartek, yeah. or indeed yeah. real aliens. Uh, <laughs> but they turn out to be people too. So yeah, I, I just, uh, I do everything I can to make my books as page turning and exciting and accessible as possible. Uh, but I also try and give them other levels, you know, with ideas or thoughts or questions that might resonate for people afterwards. So. Uh, it could be any number of those things, um, but whatever it is, I am, I'm hugely, hugely grateful to all the amazing teachers and librarians and so on who have kept my books alive out there. It's, uh, uh, it's such a tough thing in, in the world for a book to survive. Um, you know, you see 
great books coming and going. Um, I've recently been reading books by an author called John Christopher, who wrote some fantastic science fiction in the 80s. They were quite big when I was a kid. They're gone now. Uh, and it's heartbreaking to see uh, brilliant books disappear. So anyone who helps to keep books alive out there, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Definitely. So speaking of books, can you tell us anything about what you're working on at the moment? I've been working on a project for the last six years uh, called Tiger. Um, I am, according to my publisher, David Fickling, uh, quite, quite near having one book uh, finished. Tiger is a sequence about parallel worlds and about a tiger, obviously. And uh, so, yeah, I feel, I feel like this is the one I've been building up to. This is, I'm really, really excited about it. But we have to get it right. We have to get it as good as it can possibly be. Varjat Poor took five years to make as good as it possibly could be. Uh, Phoenix took seven years. Uh, as I say, Tiger, I'm six years and counting. Uh, but he reckons end of this year, maybe, the writing could be done. And then Dave McKean, who will be illustrating again, will take some time to do his illustrations. So maybe late 2020, there might be a book called Tiger. But it takes as long as it takes. It does. You can't rush things, can you? I, I wish I was somebody who could produce a book a year. I really do. That was my ambition going into writing. Yeah. Uh, so not the case. Five years, three years, seven years, six and counting. So my average is is pretty shameful. But on the other hand, when I look at the books I've published so far, which is only three uh, in 20 years, I actually don't see anything I want to change, which is a very satisfying thing to feel about your work. That, yes, I really gave this everything I had. There was no possible avenue that I did not explore, you know. And I don't want to feel with Tiger, oh, I wish I could just change that, because that would be an awful thing to feel. So if it ends up taking, however long it ends up taking, that's all right with me, as long as it is what it should be at the end. But what would be the point? What would be the point of putting a book out into the world if it wasn't the very best you could make it, you know? No, I agree. I feel like that as a reader. Sometimes you read things and you think, this is a great idea. I wish they'd spent a bit more time, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, and then you read something genuinely brilliant. So Rosemary Sutcliffe, an author I really admire, I recently read another one of her books called Warrior Scarlet, an extraordinary prehistoric uh, adventure, Bronze Age boy and uh, uh, wolves and oh, fantastic. I don't, I can't imagine how you could make that book better. It really is the best it can be. And, and when I read that book, I just thought, yes, this, this is what we're aiming for. Okay, maybe I will never get to the level of a Rosemary Sutcliffe or a Richard Adams or, you know, one of the greats. Uh, but you've got you to gotta do your best. You've got to try. Philip Pullman, who I would class as one of them, Yes. I read a fantastic piece with him once where he said uh, with every book he writes in his mind this is not only going to be the best thing he's ever written but the best thing anybody has ever written ever wow. in the whole history of literature. And al although he knows that's <laughs> probably not going to be the case objectively uh, it, it helps to think like that and I do feel like that when, with Tiger I feel I want this to be the best thing ever they're, they're, yeah. they're, you know, and, and then okay you may not be as good as Shakespeare when it comes down to it, but maybe you will have written something that a lot of people are going to enjoy. You know, And, yeah. and although I complain a lot to everybody uh, at events like this, uh, <laughs> how long it takes me to write my books, when you see kids like we saw today who seem to have genuinely loved Varjak or Phoenix and connected with something in it, and it's stayed with them and they've reread it many times, you see these copies of the books that are so well-thumbed, they're yeah. falling to bits. I love that. It's the best thing, you know. Um, and that's a very rewarding thing about children's literature in particular, is that 
readers tend to reread and reread. If they like a book, they will read it again and again and again. I remember doing that, and I, I still do that uh, with my favorite books. And so it's, it's a hugely rewarding thing at the end of the day when you've given it everything, and then uh, you start to hear back from people, I read this book, it, it meant a lot to me. That just makes all the hard work worthwhile, and Definitely. you just feel, oh, okay, you know, that's why I do it. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Just to finish off then, um, how has your Barnes experience been? And is there anything that you wish you could have gone to see that you haven't or that you're going to go and see? Or? Well, my Barnes experience has been brilliant, actually. Um, I've been coming here since the festival began. I think I did an event here in the first year. And from fairly small beginnings, it's just amazing and inspiring to see the festival get bigger and bigger every year it's huge this year really uh, quite an amazing thing and yeah. it's just brilliant to see so much excitement and buzz around books of all the things you know kids could be getting excited about and yeah. doing at a weekend going to get you know uh, thrilled about meeting an author wow how brilliant is that so so yeah I, I'm I'm hugely grateful to the festival for inviting me and for doing so much to champion and celebrate children's literature and make it something one of the biggest things in our culture now I think isn't it like when you look at the attendance figures at a place like this yeah. it's kind of extraordinary and you wonder why the media doesn't pay a bit more attention I know yeah, yeah. hashtag cover kids books um, it's <laughs> yes. it's uh, you know it, it, there's a genuine cultural phenomenon going on here and and often you'll find the adults are just as excited about the books as their kids. Definitely. Quite a few people today said, oh, you know, uh, my daughter got me to read your book and I, I couldn't stop reading it. And you think, you know, this is a big part of our nation's life, children's literature. It and is. maybe it should receive a little more attention from the people who are supposed to be covering our mm -hmm. nation's cultural life. I 100% agree. And that's a great note to end on, cover kids' books. Thank yes. you very much for talking to Thank us. You so Thank much. you Hi, I'm Sarah and I'm co-founder of Parrot Street Book Club. Uh, we're a subscription book club for kids, uh, primary school age kids from 5 to 11 or 12. Um, and every month we send them a brand new book to keep and an activity pack. And all the activities are inspired by that month's book. It's about getting them engaged in reading and, and, and the whole family enjoying the activity together. Brilliant. And you always have such a fantastic selection of books in your packs. People that um, they might not have heard of before. How do you decide who gets to go in one of your subscription packs? That's the fun part. We get to read so many amazing books. Publishers are sending us submissions. But when you're right, we're looking for books that are flying under the radar for whatever reason. So we don't send any bestsellers or celebrity authors. We're looking for really good books that you might not have heard of. When you, it's all about discovering new authors and people that you, that you wouldn't necessarily have discovered easily by yourselves. Um, we also make sure that everything we send is suitable for boys and girls. We don't, you know, don't, don't, don't have two different categories for those. Um, and also everything just has to have uh, really good quality books, really good quality content um, and, uh, and enough to sort of inspire the discussion questions and the activities that go into our packs. Lovely. And can you tell us anything about what might be in the next pack coming up? Oh, that will be giving away all, <gasps> all our secrets. I know, like or, in this, or, or this month, maybe in the one that's just gone out. <laughs> so the ones that have just gone out, yeah, I can tell you that. <laughs> okay. So um, in our older category, two reading categories, the older category, we've just sent them Cradle of All Worlds by Joe McLaughlin, yes. which is published by Egmont, which mm -hmm. is a fabulous book. Yes, I've read really, that one. So, yeah. so exciting. And the activities that they got, they get to make a labyrinth game, and they're, getting, uh, they're making stained glass window biscuits, and all things that are inspired by the book. Um, and the younger category have received um, Charlie Chaplin. 
Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, yes. Fab, and that's a really funny book which we love. Um, and again, all the activities are, are inspired. There were, a lot of them are animal related because you did all these different animals. In Obviously, the book. It's brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. And how has it been for you at the Barnes Children's Literature Festival this weekend? What's the experience been like? Oh, we've had such a fabulous time. It's so lovely meeting loads of book-loving kids and parents and grandparents and authors. Obviously, amazing authors. Um, and getting to share all of that enthusiasm. We've been really lucky to stay with the weather. It's been much better. Yes. If you've been hanging around and doing our craft activities and things, yeah, we've had a fabulous time. Brilliant. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. And I'll see you again. Look forward to it. Thank you. I would like to thoroughly recommend the Barnes Children's Literature Festival to any children's book lovers out there, adult or child, you do not need to take children with you to enjoy yourself, you will have a fantastic time. I would also like to thank the rather lovely Joe Hardacre for inviting Bookboy and myself to go. We had a brilliant time, thank you very much. So our next regularly scheduled broadcast will feature, as you may already know, the author and illustrator Duncan Beattie chatting about his latest picture books and dishing some M.G. Leonard gossip. To make sure that you don't miss out, you need to download and then subscribe to the Library Girl and Book Boy podcast so that you are automatically alerted as to when a new episode is dropped. Tell your friends, make sure that you do it, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.